Welcome to Striving Catholics with Maggie Schaefer and Paula Nunez. Hello, everybody. Hey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so good to be back uh, with you yeah. all. Right? I think we should have mentioned last week that we're, you know, we're going to slow down production instead of doing once a week. Where We roll the back every other week. School for me is, is hard right now, and Maggie is a full-time employee, too. <laughs> full-time employee for Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. No, but we, uh, we're we excited. We also, with this podcast, we, we do a lot of, of prayer for it, and um, it is very much shaped by our lives and what we're going through, but also we, we pray if that's what God wants us to talk about. And um, so we want to make sure that we're not, that we're being prudent with uh, what it is uh, that we're, we are presenting to you all. So thank you for your patience as we figure this out, y'all. Yes. So let's get into a topic that is not identity. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> moving on from identity. Kind of. Always. Somewhere. Maybe. It all goes back. It all goes back. It's the root. It's the root of all, yeah. all fruitfulness. Yeah, sure. That can be your saint quote for your canonization. <gasps> Please. <laughs> Lori dreaming of that day. Live loved and identity is the root of all fruitfulness. <laughs> Perfect. So- I was just watching um, some Limez videos on YouTube about how, like, the finale is awesome, and I think that's a good way to start this episode, um, <laughs> discussing St. Limez. You know, because life doesn't end with death. There's going to be people on the other side, and God and Jesus, singing with me, and I'm going to have a beautiful voice. Anyway... Okay. Well, technically, you already have a beautiful voice because God, no, don't shake your head at me. Y'all, she's shaking her head at me. No, God created your voice in the way that it is in all of the highs and the lows, all the octaves, all the way we pronounce our words. Like he created it so unique to you. No one else has your voice that that to him is a beautiful voice and he cannot wait to hear when we go to mass when we pray when we sing no matter if we're tone deaf or not he created it he loves to hear it i once had a priest um tell me this story about when he was a seminarian he was teaching totus tuus and he goes i am just tone deaf and he was talking to a priest at the uh, that was there and he goes Father, what do I do? I know I'm supposed to sing. I'm supposed to be a good role model for these students. Um, but I am tone deaf and I sound terrible. I cannot sing. And the priest said, who gave you your voice? And he responded, well, God gave me my voice. He goes, well, then give it right back to him. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> good. It's a good one. It is a good story. All right. Well, now that I know I have a beautiful voice, what are we talking about today, Maggie? 
Today, we are going to be talking about the importance of taking time um, for ourselves to reconnect and recollect our our thoughts and our and reconnect our relationship with God when we spend so much time out in the secular world. Um, today, we're going to talk specifically about retreats. Woo! Yeah. You're listening to Striving Catholics. So where do we start? I think we should start by talking about what a retreat is. Okay. (laughs) What is a retreat, Paola? What is a retreat? I knew you were going to ask me that. I wasn't ready, but it's fine. (laughs) Fine. Um, Well, I guess... One way to look at retreats, it's just as a way to take some, like, time away from the world to spend some time with God. I feel like that's just a very generic answer, but in reality, that's what it is because it's purposeful and intentional, you know? Um, Maggie, you've been on a lot of silent retreats, but... Oh, well, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Right, but, and even just, like, the other retreats that there is so we talk a lot about tech we talk a lot about seek um in high school and middle school you know one of the perks of going to catholic school for all these years was we had a retreat once a year and it was always like we left school and we went to a very secluded or quiet i think the idea was it for it to be quiet a very quiet place um one where we had an access to the chapel to jesus and it was just time for us to to really be intentional about getting to know ourselves and God. And yeah, that's, that's what I know about retreats. I know, like I said, it's, it's a very shallow answer because it's like, there's a lot more that goes into it, but I think that's a good place to start though. I think that's a beautiful place to start. I think that one thing that I know that I was, um, Uh, for lack of a better word, guilty of, um, is that I would just think, oh, I've already been on a retreat. Like Mm -hmm. one, like I don't need to go on this other retreat or I don't need to do this retreat or I don't need to do that. Like I thought like freshman year retreat, I was like one and done, you know, all throughout (laughs) elementary school, middle school, we had like the net teams come. Yes. We always had them at our house and that was great. I loved that so much. but yeah, I was like, you know, I'm good. Like, it's all good. Sorry, that's what my teammate Will says all the time. Just like, <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, um, but yeah, more or less, that's what I was. I was like, yeah, it's good. I'm fine. Um, I didn't realize that, you know, one of the reasons we go on retreat, one of the reasons we should go on retreat is because we grow. And we learn and our, our relationship with God matures. Um, there is never a moment in our lives where our relationship with God stays put. Um, in the sense that like we should always be, for lack of a better word, striving <laughs> for that relationship. Um, and we should be striving towards God, running towards him. Um, and God gives us these retreat experiences and these retreats to be able to to grow closer to him and and to come to understand ourselves better 
So I think that one of the main points that I wanted to talk about was that just because you've been on one retreat does not mean that you're one and done. Like just because you went on a seventh grade retreat when you were in seventh grade, which I know is redundant, but I said it is because (laughs) you're not the same person that you were when you were 12. Okay. That's not how it goes. You are a different person. different retreats no I think my reasoning for not wanting to go to retreats is a little bit different so I don't know if we have any Hispanic listeners or just anyone that's familiar with like the Catholic charismatic movement um I grew up and my mom was like really involved in that type of stuff which is awesome um different type of spirituality but it was it's really scary um so I remember I was 14 and I actually liked school retreats because they weren't scary um, they were just really generic. I remember sophomore year of high school, we had um, the retreat theme was like, all women are princesses, which was pretty funny. Um, oh my God. It was, that was your, my sophomore women's retreat was all about, we brought, they brought in doctor because we did men's, re- we would do a sophomore men's retreat, sophomore women's retreat. Our sophomore women's retreat was all about STDs. Oh, no. Ours was about how we're beautiful. They got, like, all the upperclassmen to write letters to us, which some you could tell were fake, but the uh, some other ones are really genuine. I still have my stack of letters. It's pretty funny. Sometimes when I need a good laugh, I just read through them because these are, like, junior, senior boys, so. Oh, wait, that's so sweet. Yeah. What? Anyway, I'm, okay, this is why I liked high school retreats. Like, they were just really super chill. Um, you go to Hispanic retreats, they're just so dramatic. Like, not try to bash on them. They're amazing. They, they're they awesome. But I went to this Curso Felipe, so I don't know how to describe it. Um, but in the Hispanic community, there's just, like, it's kind of like a school of retreats that you go to. So when you're ready to like kind of revert back to the faith or just learn more, the beginning one is the Curso Felipe. So I went to this one and I was like, again, always one of the youngest. I was 14. I don't know why I went. I think I just, anyway. So I went and um, very dramatic. They were just like saying all this stuff. But I think being part of the charismatic movement, there's a lot of Holy Spirit. So like I, always at the end of the day at the retreat, they have like this, um, they would invoke the spirit on you, which is really scary if you do not know what it means, because you're just literally standing, sitting or kneeling there and you just see people passing out like crazy. So that was my first introduction to retreats. And not that I didn't want to go any after that, but I'm like, I don't want to fall on the floor. So imagine it was really traumatizing, especially if you don't know. So I feel like even students that go on retreats in high school or in middle school and they're like exposed to the faith in a way they haven't been exposed to before it could be a little bit traumatizing or just like what on earth like if everybody's singing the same song and you don't know it's like I don't you know why am I here did I miss the memo so I think um, for some people they go to one and they're like I don't want to go anymore because I did one other people are like what was I supposed to get out of this this was scary I never want to go back and then you kind of have like the extreme of that, which I was definitely a part of after I had a, a, a beautiful encounter with the Lord on a retreat, um, on a on a tech retreat, lol. Um, I just, I say that because that's how Paul and I our friendship kind of <laughs> yeah. Um, not that not that specific retreat. Mine was a couple years ago, but then I realized that like 
as I've been reflecting on it, you have the extreme of, of that, of going on one retreat and saying, oh, no, that's not for me, or what was I supposed to get out of that? But I went the exact opposite direction, and I would just chase that retreat high, mm-hmm. um, which if you've never been on a retreat that, or, or if you have been on a retreat that you've gotten a lot of, out of, um, you can kind of relate or understand what I'm talking about, but it's just kind of like this high where you're so like God just really pierces your heart with, with how much he loves you or his mercy or his love or his forgiveness or X, Y, Z numerous way avenues in which that can go. But then you say that and it's just this feeling and you kind of come down off that plateau and you just hit real hard. And then you're like, I need that again because we associate so much feeling Mm-hmm. like actual feeling like our emotions with like what our relationships are supposed to be both with Christ and and God and and with humans um and i think that it's really important to distinguish that like retreats should not be something that you chase after mm-hmm. like you shouldn't be chasing after this high but it's something that can help you um to to better understand just like where you are and like what God is trying to bring to you. Um, it can be really, really, I don't want to say dangerous. Um, I don't really know like what a good word is, but like to chase those retreat highs because then our relationships, I know that my relationship with God then became, Oh, if, if I don't feel this, if I don't feel this emotion, then God doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel this emotion, if I don't have this feeling, if I don't have this experience, then there's something wrong. Then I I don't I'm not doing something right or God forgot about me or you know any of these lies that the devil tries to bring to the forefront. I think it's really important that we talk about this and 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 shed some light on it because that's not what it is at all no once we start looking at why we continue to go on retreats afterwards um like i said after that my experience at 14 years old it was kind of scary i'm like i don't want to go i don't really understand like why do i have to do this to show god that i love him or understand him or whatever so the next time I really went on a retreat voluntarily was when Maggie invited me to go on tech. Oh. And I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Full no. circle. <laughs> God bless. What a beautiful circle it is. Yeah. So it was like four years later, I went to, on another retreat. And what I learned is, I needed to, I just needed, and this is why I described retreat being that I just needed to get out of the world that I was living in because at the time I was a freshman in college. So yes, I was very late on this holy train. I say that, but I'm just like, it felt really late. Cause again, I grew up going to a Catholic school and everybody had done this their junior, senior year, but I'm like, whatever, never too late to go to heaven. So, um, <laughs> I'm like laughing. Fastest way to heaven. Well, okay. Quick side story. Oh, Real fast. No, it's great. There, I was on, there was this priest who was talking about asking people what was the fastest way to heaven. And 
people from a couple of the girls from my team were talking about, um, oh, the quickest way to heaven is become a saint, you know, live a good life. Da, da, da. My first thought was martyrdom. And so now it's just kind of become this thing that I'm like, <laughs> martyrdom, which I mean, technically sainthood, but anyway, sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. You helped me collect my train of thought because I don't know where I was going with that. Okay. So I was a freshman, you know, in college. So everything was brand new. Like I had joined my service. We had this conversation last time where I was in 10 different clubs. So anyway, imagine I was doing all of that, that it was really hard for me to focus on anything. Um, so being on that retreat, it gave me the time to really come back into myself and like silence all the, like all the noise around me. And what I loved the most about the tech retreat is that it was three days. So it wasn't a one day get rich quick scheme or anything like that. There was nothing quick or easy about that retreat. I will be honest. I will, I have my journal still from it and I read back and you could see my pain and scaredness. I'm like, what am I doing here? But those three days really helped me reflect um, and it's amazing what you get to do. It's like, there's a lot of time for adoration. There's time for you to get to know other people going the journey with you. There's time to do stations and rosary. Not every retreat is the same because I could tell you I've been to like four other ones, a little bit different than tech. I went on a discernment retreat, Fiat, one year too, as a college student, met another focus missionary there before she was a focus missionary, Macy. Oh, I love Macy. She's- yes, he was at my table. I know. I don't know if she listens to this, but hey, name drop. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I've gone to a discernment retreat. That one was also two days. I've been to some like a busy person's retreat. That's just three hours. That one was amazing. See, <laughs> awesome. That's like five days in a different city. And I've helped out in other ones after that. And it's it's just amazing to be able to recharge because I have my business degree. Half the things that we talk about is recharging, making sure that, you know, you are ready to take on the day's work. And every year there's like a corporate retreat, like a team building stuff. That way we can get back and refocus. So that's why I keep going to retreats. Um, Every experience is different. And I think that's what Maggie, the point she was trying to make in the other one, Um, like tech, was a strong experience. Seek was a strong experience. The other retreats, not as strong, but it doesn't mean I didn't get anything out of them. Um, It was just a different relationship that you build with God. You know, like me and Maggie, we hang out every single time is different. Sometimes we like laugh the entire time. Other days we cry the entire time. Some days we end up at Target. Other days we don't. (laughs) And get ice cream. It doesn't mean I love Maggie any less. Um, it's just really cool because you get to, I get to see, experience my friendship with her in a different way each time. So um, we've been with each other on bad days and good days and blah days and like event days. So I could keep going, but that's how yes, retreats are. Yeah. Also, also, I just love that analogy you just gave. Wow, what a stroke of divine inspiration. It's the Holy Spirit. He did it like I was talking trash on charismatic movements. So he's like, girl. I wasn't talking trash though. My my mom is heavily involved with that. And it's cool. It's amazing. I have eventually fallen down. But now, that was when I was a lot older. It's fine. (laughs) 14-year-old me wasn't having it. Yeah. 
No, but I think you make a good point is that we have these different retreat experiences and we can go back to them um, when we're older. And it's, it's just like reading your favorite book or reading scripture. Like if you read it at one point and you read it again a few years later, like it's going to be something totally different. Like the, mm-hmm. the exact same story, but you are in a different spot. And so you are relating to things in a, in a different way and in a new perspective. And I think that that's really beautiful. I think something that really just shows me how, how lucky I am to be able to go on retreats, um, is this idea of serving, um, on, on these retreats. And I think this will be our last point, um, since we're getting kind of lengthy, we're always <laughs> like, we're only going to do 15 or 20 minutes. And then, and <laughs> then we just have side stories and we're like, what? and then I'm like, Oh, 37 minutes later. So that's what happened with the last one. So we'll try and keep it shorter. Uh, <laughs> no, but to, to serve one of the Bible quotes or Bible verses that's been on my heart a lot recently is John 15, 13. Um, it, it's Christ talking and he says, um, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Um, and like, yes, he was talking very literally for himself of um, laying down his life and, and going through his passion and his death um, and eventually his resurrection. but. I think for me, what I've taken out of that and what's really pierced my heart from that um, is just this idea of being able to serve on retreats because to go on a retreat and, and experience it for the first time is, is a beautiful thing. And it's something that's very necessary to happen. Um, But I have found that Christ has just really pierced my heart to be able to serve, um, in capacity ways and it started back when I was serving tech retreats when I was in high school and in college and tricked people like Paula into coming on them um (laughs) yeah um I forget that they don't see the video so they're gonna be like what are these awkward pauses (laughs) we do (laughs) it's the worst (laughs) terrible but that's fine no but I I just there's something about being able to and not even being able to, but asking Christ to help you unite sacrifices and, and suffering what things that you that you give up for people when you serve on these different retreats and um you know, just giving up a weekend to to be there and, and to serve these people and to um put on a retreat for others, like that in and of itself, whether you know them or not, is is a huge sacrifice, especially in our day and time when everything is so go, 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 go. Um but also just just being able to say, you know, God, just show me how you love them, pierce my heart for these people that, that you have created that you want me to encounter this weekend and help me um, to encounter you through them. Like, I think that that's one of the most beautiful and gratifying things that we are able to do um, is to see Christ in others and, and to be able to serve them and to serve him through them. Yeah. And just to kind of follow on what you said, I think um, serving on retreats, because I've, done my fair share after Maggie graciously tricked me into living one um 
it's it's very humbling to see how the Lord works, not just through you, but if you think about it, especially I'm just thinking about the ones I've served, it's like there's a lot of like high school kids with only like three adults leading a three to four day weekend retreat. Like in theory, that shouldn't work out. Like no one's really, no one knows what they're doing still. Um, But yet there's so much beauty and fruit. Um, And I'm thinking about the very first tech I served on. I got to lead my own small group table and it is terrifying because again, I was still that freshman in college that was involved in 10 different things, but now I was being called to help and do something different. And um, one of the most powerful moments for me on my personal retreat was adoration. Um, but the funny thing is that that was, that continued to, it still is the most powerful moment, um, of retreats for me. So that first time I served, I remember going into the chapel and it was like a woman on a mission. I had just known my kids and my adult people that were in that group with me for a couple of hours. And I had already the sense of, man, they need you not because they're bad people, but because. I couldn't be, I, me and my partner were not going to be the ones that gave them what they were looking for. So that was like the shortest adoration time ever. And I think we were there for like an hour, but I was just like constantly praying for each of my kiddos, like any little thing. If I saw them moving, I was like, oh my gosh, please, please, please. And it's just like, pray the rosary. It was just awesome. Um, and it's amazing. I still am friends with them on Facebook and Twitter. And I just, wow. like. You just, I, you just can't believe you were part of someone's journey, but more and all, it's just like, that's how God works through us too. It's we, in those moments that we allow ourselves to be open, that we allow ourselves to shut down the noise um, of the outside world, even just for an hour. Like I just helped out at a retreat for young adults um, that I was supposed to record and it didn't work out, but (laughs) It's fine. By young adult, it was that high school group I was telling you about, Mikey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just there for an hour because I'm super busy. I have so much homework. But even in that, those moments, um, that hour, I was able to interact with these freshmen and sophomores. Um, you could, you could tell right away that God had a plan for them. And it's just like, as Maggie put it, it's just like, okay, what is the Holy Spirit calling me to tell? Like, what do they need to know right now, right here? And even though I wasn't living that retreat or anything, it's just like, it's very humbling um, to know that nothing I did, nothing I say could have made the difference. It was just God. And I was just happened to be that beautiful voice that got to say it. Hey, look at you, full circle. Full circle. <laughs> the last thing... I think, and then we can wrap it up. The last thing I'd like to say is um, I got some of the best advice uh, in my life from a, from a retreat, actually from the first tech retreat I ever served on. Um, Our tech director for that retreat at the very end brought us all into the chapel and we're talking, was talking to everyone. And he said this, he was standing just to the, side of the tabernacle and he goes I'm so glad that you have had a great retreat experience 
I'm so glad that that you were here and that we were able to to love you and provide these opportunities for you um, to encounter God, to encounter Christ in a more real and direct way. And these friendships that you've made and and these relationships that you've that you've started over these three days, that's beautiful and that's good. But it's all for nothing and it's all for naught if we don't remember the real reason that we are here, which is, and then he pointed behind him to the tabernacle, said, which is this right here. This relationship and this friendship that you started with Christ, that you have continued to develop here while you're on this retreat, is the real reason. Because we are sending you out into the world And he said, to be honest, out in the world, they will try and tell you that that is the real world, that that is what life is intended to be and supposed to be. However, the real world is what we've just experienced for the last three days because God created us to be in union with him. And we've been able to live that out very intentionally, very directly the last three days. And that always just really, that's always stuck with me of how, you know, when we need these retreats to to reconnect and and to recollect our thoughts or to collect them in the first place because we were made for complete union with God. And retreats are just these opportunities for us to have that intentional and direct time and 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 moments and situations. And if we are able to to do that and then to take that experience, whatever it might have been, however, whether it was, oh I don't know why I came to this. Um, I don't know what I got out of this or, you know, God pierced me in such a way that I have gone back to my life and and I can never be the same. Um, Whatever the retreat experience has been, like we have to remember that we are made for union with God um, and that retreats are giving us that opportunity. So not to chase that retreat high, not to chase that, but to understand that we need retreats to be able to just reconnect and, and to collect or recollect our, our thoughts and our beings. I don't know. That's all I got. That's all she <laughs> Wait, what's the challenge this not week, but this episode? Ooh, challenge for this episode. I wish I could challenge all of you to go on a retreat. <laughs> can we? Can we make that our challenge? I mean, we can. I don't know how many there is. I mean, my sophomore year of college, I was tricked into going on a five-day silent retreat. So self-led, you could do that. It doesn't have to be five days. It could be two hours of you in the Adoration Chapel turning off your phone completely. I'm over here looking at my collection of books. I'm like, oh, consoling the heart of Jesus. That's a really good silent retreat. I am reading this book right now called The Power of Silence Against the Dictatorship of Noise 
by Cardinal Robert Sarah or Sarah. I've heard it both ways. It is blowing my mind. I've been reading it for a month. I'm on page 60. That never happens. <laughs> it's so good. All right. So I guess the challenge is go on the retreat. It doesn't, I mean, you don't have to do it like tomorrow, but just like for like the rest of 2019. Um, I know I was thinking about going to one in Kansas City. Like they have a woman's retreat that was gonna be half a day. It was gonna be awesome. I have some friends up there that we were gonna go. Turns out I have to work now, but it's okay that I have opportunities for other retreats. Maggie went with the Sisters of Life to Denver. Like you don't have to stay in your hometown. There's like some everywhere at all places. There's a women's conference too, like a Catholic one that's happening this weekend as well in Wichita. But again, I didn't know that. What? Yeah. I, the things I, you hear when you find out when you don't live there. Um, yeah. Just, are super awesome. So I'm I just, just got off a retreat that was really powerful. I got to um, be on a retreat with um, some students here from the Abbey. Um, and it, it was, it just so struck me. Like I've only known these students for a month or less than cause I'm very new and people <laughs> think that I'm a new student and I have to be like no actually I'm a missionary um but it was so beautiful because I just God just showed me how much he loves them like not how much because then I probably like I probably would have died from being just overwhelmed with all the love but like he just gave me a little glimpse and and glimmer of of how much he loves in each and every one of those students like to the point where at the end of the weekend I came home and I laid on my floor in the dark, crying for an hour, holding a crucifix, which sounds really weird, but that's how my team, my uh, Jamie and Christina, my teammates and roommates, found me when they came home an hour later, and I was still just laying on my floor sobbing because <laughs> I was so overjoyed and <laughs> so happy and like just so full of love for these students that like God has brought that that I've been brought to. And I, I think that that's beautiful. So just open your heart, ask, ask God where he wants you to retreat to, whether that's to an adoration chapel for an afternoon, whether that is on an actual retreat that someone else is leading, whether it's on a retreat that you're leading, whether it's on a pilgrimage somewhere, like yeah, whatever it might be, Paul is going on a pilgrimage uh, here in a couple weeks. So please pray for her. Um, where you're going to the Holy Land? Yes. Woo! So she'll be praying for all of you. Well, I mean, I shouldn't speak for you, but I assume I she'll be praying for everybody <laughs> that listens and doesn't listen. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm nervous. I have a feeling God has been preparing me slowly for this trip, which explains why I've been crying a lot. So I'm just like, all right. I'm very excited to see how he, what he has in store for me. Um, but yeah, we're, it's going to be me and my classmates plus my mom and three of her friends and their kids. So I'm like, if anything, I'm still in Wichita because these wonderful women and my mom, you know, want, were meant to go to Israel. So I'm like, I see what you're doing. God, I feel like I'm a, I'm a bridge, but it's fine. Always. 
right so from him to those in our lives always yes so i'm like well i I, i'm ready to die at this point happily i told my mom that she was like freaking out i was like no i'm like i think i'm ready to see jesus (laughs) (laughs) but i get it because i was like oh my gosh sorry there is uh one of the priests here at the abbey he gave this uh homily about saint polycarp um and i was just like yeah man let's go be martyrs and came back to that whole martyrdom thing but i was like and now i'm just so jacked i'm like let's go martyrdom i mean i'm i'm ready i don't know if jesus is ready for me yet but i'm ready (laughs) i know the will of god you know just gotta follow it all right. Well, before me and Maggie start planning our deaths, I think this is where we should let you guys go. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. We're really tired. <laughs> oh, but we are praying for you all. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I got. They can't see the thumbs up. Oh, right. Yes. All right. Well, I think I'm trying to say the next time we talk to you. I will not be in Israel yet, but it will be right before. So we'll see. Woo. I know. It's crazy. I can't believe it. Um, Maybe our next one will be about pilgrimages. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for joining Striving Catholics.